0: This
1: is a surprise (laughs) subject. Okay. Um, Welcome, everyone. We're getting right to it. This is Freaks of a Feather. I'm Emily Wooten, and this is Mary Boom. Hi, hello, everyone. Hi, hello. Mary's getting out there in the community. She's being more active, you know, letting her friends know where what she wants to do, you know. Yeah. Going out. Doing things and yeah. I am tired as hell. Mm-hmm. But but we have something very important to talk to about today. I'm stretching, that's why I sound weird. Um
0: oh yeah, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. It wouldn't happen to be about putting milk on a
1: cotton round, would it? Yeah, I asked uh my TikTok uh watchers or fellow TikTokers. <laughs> hello here. Hello there. Um I asked them what they did for their burning assholes after, you know, after you, you have like a really just horrible IBS shit. And one of them was like dunk a cup ball in milk. <laughs> cuz i keep cartons of milk beside my toilet. Yeah. Uh yeah. So if
0: anybody's like willing to try that, let us know.
1: Let um, us know.
0: Cuz i'm pretty sure you're um lactose intolerant, right? So
1: Oh, <laughs> Let me tell you, I've been to the nutritionist. I've been through the rigmarole of testing for what I'm allergic to. I went on a 30 day gut cleanse, Ugh. which basically means you can't eat anything but fucking sweet potatoes and boiled chicken.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, the FODMAP stuff.
1: Yeah, and then you have to you have to reintroduce. Things little by little and see what sets you off. I'm pretty much allergic to most things. Which all in all is just devastating as someone that's mm. from the South. Oh, yeah. And so I am I going to really live without dairy? No. So I, mm-hmm. I, I I punish myself every now and then. I reward myself, <laughs> but then I punish my asshole. That, that sounds really bad. <laughs> I reward myself, and then I punish my asshole. <laughs> Hi, Mom! Um, (laughs) Please, she doesn't listen to this.
0: Uh, (laughs) I'm offended, but you think I don't listen. I
1: listen to every single last one. I'm taking notes. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about the history of women and their relationship to medicine and the systematic oppression of women when it comes to the healing field, basically.
0: Okay. So
1: I'm going to start off with a quote from Witches, Midwives, and Nurses, which is the pamphlet that I am reading, that was published in the 70s by Barbara Arnreich and Deidre English. Human intellectual progress proceeds to the extent that it does at all, only haltingly. With ghastly interruptions for the slaughter of suspicious individuals or groups, colonial extirpations of indigenous cultures, and backslidings into religiously imposed ignorance. Hmm. By the early 1970s, okay... A wave of feminism had come to the United States, right, and into the Western world. And women were becoming more aware of the variety of ways in which they were being abused and treated poorly by the medical Mm -hmm. system, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because as healthcare professionals, women before this time, were largely confined to subordinate roles, such as nurses and aides. Mm-hmm. And those those professions in and of themselves, there's nothing wrong with them, but they were treated um, politically and socioeconomically as subordinate or as below doctors.
0: Yeah, that's as far reached as you could get was like a teacher or a nurse.
1: Yeah. So... Yeah. As consumers of medical care, women were subject to both insensitive and hazardous treatment. So we're talking about unnecessary hysterectomies. Oh, there's something wrong with your uterus. Just take it out. Fuck it. Just take it out. An over-medicated childbirth, which we should talk about twilight birth sometime. That is so fucked up. It Ugh. was it was very popular in the fifties to induce these women into a psychosis-like state of that where they basically they don't remember anything that happens to them during birth. Oh God! And then they just wake up and they're traumatized because it's extremely traumatic to give birth, especially yeah. if you're super fucked up. And then they they wake up traumatized with a baby. That so, sounds
0: like the same advice as like, hey. You're about to get la- give labor or go into labor. Sorry, give labor. Okay. But here's these psychedelic mushrooms. It's you know, I've heard on Oprah that it was a good idea. Like, and Dr. <laughs> Oz, he recommends that you get doped up with psychedelic mushrooms while you give
1: birth. It it'll turn out fine. It's like if <laughs> it's like if they gave you PCP. Ugh. while you were um having a baby. And it's mostly so that doctors would dope them up so they didn't have to deal with the women right just
0: ridiculous right
1: right and so (laughs) there were also involuntary sterilizations especially with women who were um considered mentally ill or women who were cognitively disabled a lot of forced sterilization Women at times, they're if they were in surgery and they found out that something was wrong with their uterus, they would just immediately they wouldn't even ask her. They would just take it out. Um, same thing with breast breast surgery. If they they, they didn't do any comprehensive studying or any kind of lumpectomy, if she you had a lump, they and they deemed it cancer, they just gave you pretty much a mastectomy, maybe a double mastectomy. It was basically it was like all right in and out in and out get these bitches out of here like (laughs) yeah I I don't care if
0: this defeminizes you we're taking your tits sorry I yeah Yeah. we can save it but that I go on lunch and thirty.
1: Mhm. Also insufficiently tested contraceptives. I don't know if you remember the Yaz craze when we were preteens, mm-hmm. but they took Yaz off the market because it was making people have psychotic reactions, like violent reactions.
0: I'm pretty sure I was on Yaz at some point.
1: <laughs> and it explains explains a lot. And beyond that, there's also the um, predation and abuse of women when they're under anesthesia. There was and the almost universal condescension of male doctors. Oh yeah, yeah. So ignorance basically was systematically installed into the everyday life that our mothers and grandmothers and us, honestly. Um, have experienced. So it's basically back when our moms were little girls and the grandmothers, and everything, it did not encourage women to ask questions. It encouraged mm-hmm. little girls to rely on the knowledge of their own bodies, to rely on that knowledge to come from men, especially, specifically doctors. Mm-hmm. And magazines targeted towards women were even filled with columns that were designed to redirect any questions about the unmentionables. Um. To be asked of a male doctor, Se- sex education was not comprehensive. Mm-hmm. And mothers often did not ta- ta- give them the talk about, because women weren't taught exactly what was part of their anatomy. Mm-hmm. And so women who were interested in at-home births or were curious were publicly and societally kind of labeled as irrational and neurotic because they were trying to take the doctor's work into their own hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In 1970 an emerging project from the women's health movement was these symposiums that were held by feminists in Boston, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and they were titled know your body. And these were basically public courses where these women, including um, the colleagues of Barbara Einrich and Deidre English had studied these medical textbooks um, of Female anatomy, the reproductive system, illnesses, childbirth, menstrual cycles, et cetera, et cetera. And they would hold these symposiums, public symposiums, free for women to come and learn about their bodies. Wow. And this was like a revolutionary thing, okay? And so it turned into, um, they started doing some symposiums in New York City, and it turned into a book coddled Our Bodies Ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's important to note that this woman named Florence Howe, she went on to develop the first women's studies program in the nation at the College of Old Westbury in New York. And so the college itself was devoted to non-traditional students, women, and women specifically women of color, so black and Hispanic women. I don't know if there's indigenous women I'm I don't know. This college came out with one of the first women's health classes ever oh. to be taught.
0: Nice.
1: So, and it was largely inspired by the students who came from all of these different backgrounds. Specifically, there were African-American students who talked about the midwifery from the uh, From the American South. There were Caribbean um, immigrants who talked about the midwifery and the women healers from their region. And other European women who talked about the uh, female-led healing um, communities in Europe. So, nice. all of this information culminated in the writing of the pamphlet midwives witches and nurses and so I thought this was so fucking cool they made it a small pamphlet that is comprehensive but it's small enough to like carry around right Mm -hmm. and it was cheap enough that you could buy it and then pass around several copies around your community Mm -hmm. and so it was very accessible it was a very um A great way of getting across knowledge and not gatekeeping the knowledge. Right. What persists today (laughs) (laughs) in the world of healthcare? So, why are we talking about women in healthcare? And why are we talking about specifically the systemic oppression and suppression of women in healthcare? As because what persists today? What has persisted for a (laughs) large amount of time is the male dominated structure of healthcare. And so I want to be clear that women have gained more footholds in the medical community in the 21st century, but nurses are still treated societally as inferior servants to doctors. There are female doctors for sure, but it wasn't always accessible. And at its worst, it was downright discouraged and made implausible for women to pursue higher medical degrees and this was often done for systematic harassment inaccessible classes and medical training prioritizing males over females so inherited sexism and classism goes yeah into they this. didn't they
0: didn't want women in the classrooms those were their childbearing years they needed to be right. raising kids and
1: you know making
0: house right not pursuing a career in an education. Yeah.
1: yeah. Let's be clear. The domination over the medical field by males did not arrive as a natural evolution. Okay? No. It was a systemic takeover that was enacted by ruling male officials. So... -hmm. To monopolize medicine and as a primarily male field meant you could control its institutions, its theories, its profits, and its prestige. Essentially, you could control the keys to the kingdom of health and death, basically, life and death. And so, women, we're talking about pre medieval times, women for centuries had been acting as unlicensed doctors and healers on behalf of their fellow women and the poor communities in which they lived. Because let's remember, educated male doctors are only accessible to the upper echelons of society. We're talking about clergy, um, government officials, kings, dukes, all that stuff, noblemen it is not accessible to poor people. So what do you do? Naturally you need somebody to be um a healer or somebody to help your community. So the women obviously who's given birth to these babies, who's helping the other women, they're naturally thrust into this position of being the caretaker and becoming the unlicensed doctors, right? Yeah. The education of medical practices was gatekept from women. Period. It didn't matter what caste, what class you were from. It was It was kept from women because let's remember, in the papal ideology of the medieval the medieval centuries, women were considered openly and discussed openly as related to original sin. They were less than and so they were not to be trusted with any type of information literally in <laughs> the it was a common papal doctrine that a woman who thinks is a woman who is evil we were just too powerful you know <laughs> so women are kept from learning this but because they kept these these communities down with no access to healthcare, you have women who compiled all of their evidence and their knowledge of the human body and how to treat ailments from practice, from experience. (laughs) So oftentimes the women healers were far more advanced and vastly more empathetic and learned quite a few different trades mm-hmm. and secrets above the ones who were educated male doctors yeah, to the they upper didn't have that.
0: They didn't have that bedside manner, you know, that women no. had. They didn't have those social
1: skills that women have. Well they also they were being trained by a specific and rudimentary um Doctrine of medicine, whereas these women were pretty much going by passed down generational wisdom, trial and error. Yeah. Essentially. Oftentimes, these women in these communities were called wise women. Okay. And so it was a very common occurrence. Well, we're talking about Western civilization, uh, specifically European in this sense. Okay. Okay. We get to the medieval period, right? And Mm -hmm. so male doctors, let's just be clear, did and still do benefit from the upper echelons of society that rule over lower classes. Mm -hmm. So these upper echelons, we're talking about the papalcy um, and the seats of state. Mm -hmm. These were the people who funded the education and hired and paid the male doctor, okay? Like we said... Women were always healers who were unlicensed doctors and, and anatomists. They were abortionists, nurses, counselors, pharmacists. They cultivated herbs and exchanged the secrets of their uses. They were midwives. They traveled from home to home, village to village. Their knowledge and wisdom passed from neighbor to neighbor, and it was passed from mother to daughter. The platform of medicine had been developed into a male-dominated profession. They were specifically funded and directed towards the care of ruling the upper class, right? Mm -hmm. And so this in and of itself not only refused entry in education towards women, but it violently hunted and suppressed any form of competition in the quote-unquote healing business. So you've heard of the witch hunts of the medieval uh, period in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. I think we all have in some some sense. I mean, maybe here in the United States, we're more presently aware of the Salem witch trials. But oftentimes, it kind of gets portrayed as, oh, they were just superstitious people. Oh, so funny. Mm-hmm. They thought they were witches. <laughs> Can you believe riding <laughs> on a brim? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is much more political than anything. And it very much relates to our problems today. The witch hunts spanned over four centuries, starting in the 14th century. Women who were considered healers and pillars of their peasant communities were actively hunted and murdered by the thousands under the guise of divine intervention. So the healers, these healers, these wise women, basically became known as witches and so this they represented a threat to the male-dominated upper class of society because the church and the catholic and protestant and the state because there was power in maintaining healing and educating the women and the poorer classes around you and creating community And the 1% were terrified of this independence from their control and even more terrified of possible revolution. So during these centuries, um, upheaval would happen, peasant revolts would happen, and millions upon millions of women, old and young, because children were not exempt from this, Mm -hmm. they were systematically murdered the most virulent of the hunts coincided with political unrest in the feudalistic societies so today we only know about the witch hunts through the eyes of the educated persecutors because again women and lower class people they were not literate they mm-hmm. were systemically oppressed from being literate mm-hmm. okay Education was not afforded to them. You were a servant. Stay in your place.
0: Yeah.
1: But they were still able to circulate this learning and this education mm-hmm. amongst themselves, right? Which is just show so much resilience. Yeah. Now, in common practice, there are some myths associated with the witch hunts. Like, right, like, oh, they thought they were actual witches on probes and stuff. That's so funny. <laughs> um, one very important d- distinction to make is that a lot of people assumed, and this is this is a problem that happens when we talk about assault today, is that people assume, what did they do to garner that reaction, right? Yeah. yeah. Instead of asking the question, why is that person doing, <laughs> committing that action? Yeah. Right? So the people who controlled the narrative would usually depict these women and these peasants as violent rioters who were deranged and then hung or burnt at the stake. And they would have you believe that the reactions and the executions were, it was a reaction. It was to quell something. Hmm. The truth of the matter is, is that the witch hunts in medieval Europe were well organized they were financed and documented by the church and the state mm-hmm. okay so it was <laughs> even to the extent that in 1484 the sons of pope innocent the 8th Reverends Kramer and Springer wrote a manual for identifying and executing problem women. Uh, that which they called the Malius Maleficarum, or the Hammer of Witches.
0: We've just been yep. intimidating men from the very beginning, and they will continue to fight us as long as we're stronger than them. <laughs> we, sh- we too shall prevail so,
1: <laughs> so I I just in anybody who comes to you and they're like oh, oh women's oppression you know let's hear both sides no fuck you do some research and you'll know when men don't hate what oh really because what I'm about to tell you <laughs> Yeah, no, we're we're ready? not talking about middle
0: school history, baby. We're talking about history—the stuff that they didn't tell you about. Let's sit down and have a chat.
1: <laughs> yeah, first in this evil book, there are clear directions for men in authority, vicars or local church officials, to follow to incite violence against women. Okay, there—it's like a how-to mm. book. So first, you, as the respected town vicar or priest, would post a notice on the church doors or wherever the most eyes would see it, and it would be a call to action. And basically, I am paraphrasing, but it would say, you have 12 days to turn over any individual who can be called a heretic or a witch, who participated in causing harm to men, cattle, crops, or the state. Failure to hand over the witch will result in the state action, excommunication, and penalties against yourself. Wow.
0: And by which they mean a woman that wanted to pursue something outside of matronly duties, right? <laughs>
1: Yes, and we'll get to that, what a witch actually means and what it constitutes. Step two, after your witch is apprehended, you must now make her confess to being a witch by putting her through a series of inhumane tortures. Thus, getting a confession under torture would absolve any guilt, right?
0: The fact that they have to say inhumane, like, like, no, no, no,
1: no, 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 I put that in here, okay. yeah, yeah. still, um, mm. step mm. three, burn, hang, or draw and quarter the witch. She is now an example for the other witches to stay in their place that the upper class basically wants them to. So to be subordinate. Yeah. So, Mary, you asked, who qualifies as a witch? Rachel. Literal- did I (laughs) Um, literally any woman who spoke out against authority against the state was untraditional in her means of procuring a living women who were not attached to men financially, women who were lewd or were considered too loud basically Mm -hmm. a witch quite literally was any woman who was not subordinate, unseen and unheard
0: (sighs) I think we qualify.
1: Oh, we definitely qualify. <clears throat> <laughs> I, oh, we definitely lot, do. A, a lot of y'all qualify. Let's just be real. We're all witches. <laughs> oh, you about to get you're about to get real mad, okay? Oh, there are three common crimes during this time that witches were attributed to. Mm. One was they were accused of weaponizing their sexuality and the existence of their female sex against men. Mm. So essentially original sin, you're evil, you're a woman, so essentially yeah. not prescri- if you don't prescribe to being a mute sex doll cooking robot, we're going <laughs> to fucking kill you.
0: Yeah. As if women can help that men are just
1: bewildered by us. In amazement
0: <laughs> and jealousy.
1: Oh god. Uh, that's I mean. Mm. So Mary, the Malleus maleficarum the hammer of witches gives a literal (laughs) example of the evils of being a, being the female sex and just existing as a woman. Again, like we said before, when a woman thinks alone, she thinks evil. So the hatred towards women was so pervasive and total that it's mind boggling. We're talking about medieval cat, the medieval Catholic church, okay believed and told people that during intercourse wh- men deposited a whole being or a homunculus into the woman who literally l- had no part of the creation of the person a she was hum- homunculus she was just an incubator for the baby to be delivered later into the safe male hands
0: Uh, Yeah, because he was going to be the one to nurture and feed it and care for the baby. Yeah, baby humuculus.
1: Yeah. They also fantasized that when everyone was raptured and came back from the dead, that everyone would be male. So, I Mm. mean, we're talking about, like, extreme hate of women. So, number two, this is the second ill that women are... Witches are deemed of committing. And that is, they are accused of being organized. So, involving other women and men in their communities in spreading the teaching and ideologies that help take care of the community. So, essentially, participating in free speech. Yeah. So... The ruling class was very threatened by the lower class's ability to exchange information mm-hmm. and learn from each other and so and thrive in the throes of poverty. So the resilience and power that comes from knowledge, I mean, this is proof. These mm-hmm. women were doing work from practice and gaining experience however they could help their communities to thrive and this royally pissed off <laughs> those who felt like They owned the keys to the kingdom. The third, they are accused of having magical powers of affecting health, either healing or harming. Quite literally, a woman would be considered a witch and murdered if she had the ability or the learned medical knowledge of any kind of particulars about the medical field and the human body. Literally having knowledge over obstetrics or mastery of bodily function, um, such as menstrual cycle, childbirth, that was considered that they were witches because that was having a magical power.
0: Yeah, because all the guys like, you know, oh, no. Josie's going into labor, everybody, come on, all the boys, you know, let's get up here. As if, Mm -hmm. as if they would have done that. But the women who do step up are shunned, essentially, societally, like, oh, my God, you're a witch. How dare you step in and help somebody and have some knowledge to save this person's life and save this child's life? The child that could be a man one day, even. So crazy.
1: These communities, of course, had men in them too. And when the village's vicar or whoever was given the order that mm, we need to fucking cut out some of these, you know, these women—they're being too progressive. They're 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 organizing too many folks and the peasantry. Eh, you need to murder some of them. Mm. Um, they would they basically would pit these communities and tear them apart and pit everybody against each other because yeah and so specifically the malleus maleficarum and this will really piss you off it describes Mm. how white witches the good witches who are leaders and aid in helping the community are the most dangerous (laughs) to the papal throne and are to be stopped at any cost because they infect other women with the ability to do this work. So it's quite literally saying we just, we don't, you you don't have the right to be a person. Yeah.
0: Like, don't learn anything your entire life. Don't think for yourself. Don't act for yourself. Just sit down and shut up. Unless, you know, you're making me a roast or something.
1: Yeah, it's uh, the sexism and the classism is fucking rife, and so midwives were among the most hated of the healers because let's remember, they had the connection and the practice and experience of of the conception, gestation, and delivering of human life, Mm. and Big Daddy Papel did not like that. Oh, he did not. Did not like that. And so what became of these women, they, um, they say, they say now that it's probably into the hundreds of millions of women were just wholesale slaughtered during various times during the four centuries of the medieval period. And it just coincided around, um, strife or political unrest. Remind them where their place is. Mm and it's usually it's usually around um times where the state was feeling threatened sometimes by a foreign country hmm. and they want to ensure obedience and compliance in their in their countrymen so how do you do that but instill fear in everybody that if you say shit you're gonna get murdered if you do anything to the contrary you're gonna get murdered I mean we're talking about the days where if you cut down a tree that was just in the forest you were fucking hung because that was considered the king's tree oh yeah I mean Mm.
0: he he always
1: loved that tree that he never saw with his own eyes loved it oh oh yeah (laughs) yeah So, oh, we're about to enter war times? Mm, Let's make sure that the peasants don't get any ideas. Send in in a couple of people to fucking wholesale slaughter their women. Like, sometimes whole villages would be wiped out of women and children. Mm. Fucking terrible. It just makes me so mad. Because it's downplayed so much in history, in the history that you're taught. Like, like oh, the goofy, they thought they were with No, they knew what they were doing.
0: This is why our uh, genetics have been uh, systematically stupid over the years. Because, you know, all of these uh, dumb people would just kill the good ones, the smart ones, you know, whatever, Right and then we're just left generationally with these guys i'm sure there's some good ones in there but that's why when you're out in traffic and you have to honk your horn or somebody doesn't use their blinker
1: or you know you have to deal with some asshole out of well furniture that was store. another thing that was like the big overarching thing of this when it came to witches and the hunting of witches mm-hmm. is it not only took away the lives of these women and children it ruined all of the lives that were connected to them. Mm-hmm. Everyone around them, their communities, just absolutely ruined them. <sighs> all for it's all for the sake of power and control. That's all it is.
0: Jeez,
1: has nothing to do with God. Has nothing to do with any of that.
0: Existing, that was just something living, thriving. It's just so wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it basically know. means you don't need us.
0: Yeah, as yep. in the people that are really so insecure that they have to just murder people that yeah. get in their way, that intimidate them. That's really what all it it's comes really. Down
1: to. It really is. It's just it's it's they they are fear they are afraid of the possibility of them not having power over them, and so they go in, they kill them. Kill them wholesale. I'm talking about burn them at the stake, torture them, hang them. And let's not forget, <laughs> let, let me, no, no illusions. When they murdered somebody in, the, in medieval Europe, they left that body out to rot in public. So anybody who walks through the town or past the town, you saw those bodies decomposing, hanging there. That was a message. That was an advertisement. (laughs) Ah. As you would say, from the feudal lords and the upper echelons that you better not fucking step out of line.
0: It's just another one of these examples like, (laughs) oh, if I had a time machine, I'd love to go to medieval times. I would have so much fun if you were a
1: man. If you were a man a nobleman if you were oh yeah yeah if you were a lord yeah not if you're a man that respected
0: women no you you just have to be a pure turd just a pure turd and
1: spe- not if you were a peasant oh you'd be fu- you you're fucked mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, fu- <laughs> you're yeah. fucked you're not um, part of that
0: generational family of wealth and prosperance and
1: Yeah, Elegance.
0: You know, if you're not part of that, you're shit.
1: You're shit. If you're not inbred. I mean, I (laughs) I saw where somebody was arguing that our government today in the United States is very similar to a feudalistic society and that the class systems are very divided. They're very defined. And it's almost... It is nay impossible to extend past your class. Mm
0: -hmm. It's very
1: easy to fall down and go downwards. Mm -hmm. But it is almost impossible to surpass your class.
0: Yeah. It's not easy unless your parents did great or set those, you know success is up for you very very conveniently if you're up against a lot of challenges in life yeah more than Mm -hmm. likely generationally generationally you're just kind of fucked
1: you're just kind of you're you're at the same place or you go down a peg i mean it's really it's It's really hard to get up in the other direction capitalism will have you believe otherwise that it's super easy it is not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you could, you, one might say that the papal state has been replaced by the obsessive love of capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> in America. Yeah,
0: capitalism will leave diabetics seizing on the streets, you know? <laughs> like oh, yeah. 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 Oh, you, you want this precious insulin that only costs pennies to generate, but we want to charge exuberant
1: amount of money for just
0: this little vial Mm, eat shit and die
1: (laughs) it's basically a more sophisticated way of killing poor people yeah committing genocide killing poor people basically yeah
0: it's like oh that video i sent you yeah
1: yeah
0: (laughs) It, it, it puts things in perspective you're like if
1: you have time time to watch um, the documentary How America Killed My Mother, it's by um, Ed Larson, who's a comedian. It basically follows how his mother, because of how society is set up and how it does not take care of its workers, how she basically died a very preventable death from diabetes because uh. of the United States government. Oh, yeah, it's very, it's very sad. Oh, um, God. I watched one of those
0: about a mother that became an alcoholic because of just different things that happened in her life, you know, wanting to be independent, all of that, and how, ugh, yep. I'll, have to, I'll have to find the name of it, but it was extremely sad.
1: Um. <laughs> well, yeah, that sucks. Hmm. Well, I thought I would close out with maybe a little more hopeful of a quote, maybe. The witch was a triple threat to the church. She was a woman and not ashamed of it. She appeared to be part of an organized underground of peasant women. She was a healer whose practice was based in empirical study In the face of the repressive fatalism of Christianity, she held out the hope of change in this world. Hmm. Wow. No. So that is the first part of the uh, witches, midwives, and nurses. Oh, Lord. That's extremely interesting. And...
0: Also not surprising, sadly enough.
1: If you will entertain me, I think next mm-hmm. time I will continue us into the the 19th century, into more modern times.
0: Oh, I'm extremely excited to get into the 50s. <laughs> Extremely. Mm. Extremely.
1: <laughs> I remember being a little kid, and I had that friend that was really into the 50s, like, really loved Happy Days and all that bullshit. <laughs> and I always rolled my eyes, like, loved Elvis, all that bullshit. And I was just like, no. Mm-hmm. It just stinks a fucking machismo and bullshit. Like, I just, mm. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I can't stand it. Like, I just, from the beginning, like, oh God. There's also the systemic pressure of the way women are supposed to look and that in the 1950s, the pinup girl, you know, you get that right. And that has reverberated into today's culture climate, especially with women in larger bodies, because there's this impetus that, oh, it's okay to be fat as long as you're acceptable to look at. And you mm. look a certain way. You look, you've taken care of your hair. You've done your nails. You know, it's acceptable. Yeah. A skinny woman in a, in a dirty romper splattered with paint isn't going to get shit said to her. Mm. A Fat woman in the same outfit is going to get called a slob. She's going to be mm-hmm. judged. She's going to be called um, sick or mentally ill you know yeah these standards
0: uh, and you know we just need to stop navigating our lives to suit the male gaze ladies come on do it yeah. for you do
1: it for needs you needs to stop needs to stop
0: it ends okay. with us anyway ah!
1: <laughs> okay thank you for listening i hope you weren't too angry i hope you didn't rage punch your uh, steering wheel uh <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye.